All right, everyone, welcome to the Toasty Kettle Podcast. My name is James, I'm your host, and today is episode 44. So before I dive into the episode today, I wanted to remind everyone that I am still looking for people who want to come on the podcast and talk about a favorite food memory or a favorite family recipe. If you're interested, take a look at the show notes. You can find my email, that's toastykettle at gmail.com. And shoot me a message with the memory or the uh, the recipe, and we can make it happen. We can get you on the show and talk about it. Love to hear from you. And as always, if you like what you hear, make sure you leave a five-star review and tell a friend. That's really going to help the show grow and really uh, help me out. So I'd really appreciate that. And... Super big thanks for those of you that have been doing that. I love reading the reviews and I love getting the feedback. So keep it up. So for today's episode, I'm going to do something a little bit different. We're going to go into the history of a a few different products that have made their mark in food history and almost for the wrong reasons. So today's topic is food inventions that changed the world almost. (laughs) And so that's going to encompass all of these crazy uh, inventions, food concoctions, and menu items that seemed like a good idea, but fell short in some way or another. Now, anyone who watches television can testify that there are many food inventions that changed the world almost. Some of these creations could straight up be leading characters in a fantasy novel. And many of them are just so crazy that the world isn't ready for them. On today's episode, we're going to do that deep dive on some of the crazier food inventions uh, that have or haven't stood the test of time. So first I want to talk about some kitchen tools that I came across. And (laughs) this first one cracks me up. I honestly should save it for last because it's just, it's so out there in today's world. But when we all look for help in the kitchen, we're always looking for that gadget or that tool that's going to make our lives easier. And if there is something that's truly going to take the role of multiple kitchen tools and it's going to truly make my life easier, then yes, please sign me up. I'll buy that tool. Uh, So I guess for every kitchen success, there are a lot of failures. And I guess they get points for trying. So the first one I want to talk about is the microwave bank. So I'm going to have you rewind to 1998. NCR is a company that supplies ATMs to the world. And in the 90s, a lot of banking was moving online and day trading was moving online. In an effort to stay relevant, NCR had a brilliant idea. Why not combine a microwave with a banking service? (laughs) At the time... Stephen Emmett, the director of NCR's Knowledge Lab, said, Unlike the PC or the TV, the microwave is in the working center of the home, the kitchen, and it's a device most people are familiar and comfortable with. 
And at the time, a few banks were actually interested. Terry Davies, a vice president of CIBC's electronic banking division, said, maybe it's going to be the microwave. Maybe it's going to be the refrigerator. Maybe it's going to be the washing machine. It's all very exciting. Now, these are real quotes. (laughs) That's what blows my mind. I was laughing when I read these. Like, that's what they thought the future was, banking on a refrigerator or a washing machine. Uh, unfortunately, it flopped. I guess no one realized that the mobile phone was where they should have focused their banking efforts. The next one is the motorized ice cream cone. I got a kick out of this one. And this is one you can actually buy today. It's an ice cream cone that has a little motor and it rotates your ice cream. So have you ever been eating an ice cream cone and started to have the ice cream drip down one side? And then you have to rotate the cone to that section and frantically lick to avoid a sticky disaster. And then you notice another drip has gotten past your focus attention. So you're going back and forth, back and forth, twisting the cone around and around and around until all the ice cream is done. Or it's all over your hands. Now there's a motorized ice cream cone that does the turning for you. Just scoop in the ice cream, stick out your tongue, and start her up. <laughs> what could go wrong, right? So like I said, that's actually something you buy today, and it's around 10 bucks. It's kind of crazy. So now I want to dive into some of the fast food menu items. Fast food is full of these items that seem like concept menu items. They seem like good ideas at the time, but they flopped. And here are some that stood out to me. So first is the McDonald's Arch Deluxe. This flopped because they spent so much money advertising this burger. They spent $150 million advertising this, and it still failed to take off. The burger itself actually sounds pretty good. It's a quarter pounder on a potato bun with circular bacon, Spanish onions, and a mustard mayo sauce. Uh, Sounds tasty to me, but it just still, it, it was targeting people that liked fancier food, and I guess those people don't eat at McDonald's. Burger King is up next with their Satisfries. Fries. In 2013, Burger King launched their Satisfries. They had 40% less fat and 30% fewer calories than other fries. They didn't even make it a full year. Customers just don't want healthy fries. I don't understand why fast food restaurants try to make healthy versions of their menu items. Uh, it just, it never sticks. Those items never last long and they always go back to their full fat, full calorie counterparts. Next up is McDonald's pizza. So McDonald's is on here for a few of these. (laughs) Uh, What makes a lot of sense? You take a burger giant and capture them trying to disrupt the pizza industry you know, you don't see Pizza Hut, you don't see Domino's pumping out burgers. They understand that you need to stay in your lane. However, McDonald's continually tried to break into this Italian segment. They had the spaghetti at one point, and I'm choosing to talk about the pizza over the spaghetti because it's just it's crazy to me. 
So McDonald's launched a pizza concept. And they actually, and this was in the late 80s, they actually had rolled it out to 40% of their locations by 1990. However, the ovens took up too much space and the pizza took too much time to cook. And both of those things went against everything McDonald's stands for with speed and efficiency. Now, the interesting fact about this, two locations in Ohio and West Virginia were lone holdouts, and they continued to sell the pizza until 2017. Uh, if you've ever had any of these items as well, please go to the comments on the show notes or go to ToastyKettle.com and comment. I would love to hear what some of these taste like. Next up, we have Wendy's. You have their super bar. This was their salad bar. I talked a little bit about it in the Wendy's episode. You can go back and listen to that for the history on Dave Thomas and Wendy's and uh, the super bar. Wendy's super bar ran from the late 80s to the late 90s, and it was a salad bar that offered customers all the salad, fruit, pasta, and Mexican food that they could handle for just a few bucks. And obviously it was super popular. You spend a few dollars and you can fill up on all this decent food. And Wendy's simply couldn't keep up with the demand. They couldn't keep it clean. It was a sanitary nightmare, a food safety hazard, and the employees couldn't cook burgers and keep it stocked at the same time. I guess it's like patting your head and rubbing your tummy at the same time. It's just hard for these people to do. So it got removed. <laughs> now, next up, uh, uh, this one makes my stomach turn just a little bit, even thinking about it. I, I just read the headline there and thought, oh, gross, disgusting. Um, Taco Bell. Taco Bell. What could go wrong with Taco Bell, right? Taco Bell seafood salad. Now, <laughs> Taco Bell had this brilliant idea uh, to try and come up with a counter item to the ever popular McDonald's filet of fish. Now, McDonald's launched the filet of fish in 1965, and a lot of people feel that the seafood salad that launched in the mid 80s was a direct response to that. I guess it took them 15 years to come up with this seafood salad that had shrimp, uh, the fake crab, and vegetables and it's almost like they're trying too hard you're a mexican fast food restaurant you serve tacos it's in your name how about a fish taco you could take a breaded fish patty and put it in a tortilla with a little sauce and you send it out the window you're good to go that sounds like a great item. I would order that today. You couldn't pay me enough to order a seafood salad. Nope, not happening. Obviously, that menu item didn't last long. Lack of orders and reports of food poisoning ended up killing the item. Another great 80s. The 80s was really just, it was the time to be alive for fast food. You got to participate in all of these amazing and crazy menu items. Uh, you have Pizza Hut, the Pizza Hut Priazzo. 
In the mid-80s, Pizza Hut had a brilliant idea to take their standard pizza, give it two layers of crust, shove toppings and cheese in between those layers, and top it with meatballs or other toppings. Uh, Pizza Hut spent $15 million advertising this pizza concept, and it didn't last long. The company pulled the pizza because it was too costly and too time-consuming to actually make. So next up, we have Taco Bell. Taco Bell, back in 2013, was trying to break onto the breakfast scene and take on McDonald's. Again, I don't know why, but they launched with a new breakfast menu. And I remember this one well, the waffle taco. I couldn't wait to try one. I'm a sucker for advertising, and if I see an interesting food item advertised, I'm going to buy it. Uh, so thankfully now I just fast forward the commercials. It solves that problem. But unfortunately, <laughs> I ugh, ugh, it still makes my stomach turn to this day. Um, I didn't like it. It was a soggy mess. The waffle didn't really have much texture and it was soggy and gross. And then you had syrupy, cheesy eggs and sausage. It was soft on soft on soft. And I'm a big textural eater. And that was driving me crazy. Couldn't stand it. So gross. Uh, It was pulled from the menu after one year. So next up, I have the KFC Double Down. Uh, Those of you that were able to experience the Double Down, way to be. Uh, It's truly American. You take a chicken sandwich, you remove the bread, you have two breaded chicken fillets as your bread. Uh, I want that for every sandwich personally. I'm a sucker for fried chicken. So two breaded chicken fillets, two pieces of cheese, two pieces of bacon, and Colonel's sauce drizzled in between. And that is lunch, my friends. Uh, That's the double down. In 2010, KFC launched that. And I had seen this advertised. And as I mentioned just a moment ago, I'm a sucker for food advertising. And I couldn't wait to get one. And Ladies and gentlemen, this lived up to the hype. I loved it. I always bring it up (laughs) every now and then. uh, This amazing menu item from KFC and how awesome it was to be able to try one before they discontinued them. And today, my mind was blown. Apparently, you can still order them. Uh, Yes, please. (laughs) I'm going to try to order one as soon as I possibly can. Uh, can. Um, I'm going to go to KFC. They still have it in their uh, registers, so it's easy to ring up. And they have all of the items on hand to make. They have, they have the breaded fillets. They have the cheese. They have the bacon. The only thing they don't have is the kernel sauce. But I guess that I can do without that if I can get close with all the others. So... Yes, absolutely, 100%. Go out, get a double down. Uh, You won't be sorry. And last but not least, this one truly blew my mind, and I'm still trying to find out if this is actually real. (laughs) Um, Colgate, the toothpaste company, in the 80s, 
had a line of frozen meals, frozen lasagna, frozen pastas and rice. And uh, <laughs> it's just fascinating. If, if there was ever a time to say, stay in your lane, this was it. If you make burgers, stick with burgers. If you make pizza, stay with pizza. Uh, like I said, in the 80s, Colgate launched a line of frozen microwavable meals, and that was crazy. It was a major flop. Go figure. <laughs> People didn't want to think about brushing their teeth when they were eating their lasagna, and I don't blame them. Uh, kind of weird. <laughs> so anyway, um, if you happened to be one of the lucky few to try a Colgate frozen meal in the 80s, please go to ToastyKettle.com and leave a comment. That's all I have for today. If you liked what you heard, make sure you leave a five-star review and tell a friend. That's going to help grow the show, which is what we're always trying to do at Toasty Kettles. Take food history to more people and helping everyone connect with the past through food. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Toasty Kettle. And if you have a recipe or a food memory, you can email me, toastykettle at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week. <laughs>